It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Mark Brigman. He's the founder and principal consultant at Fidelis One, and that's a Kansas City-based training and consulting firm that specializes in helping companies grow by leveraging the power of strategic relationships. Mark has a long background in working with Fortune 100 companies and traveling across the U.S. and Europe, establishing and leading multi-million dollar partnerships. So he's very well um, experienced in this area, and he'll tell you a little bit about his background and what led him to founding Fidelis One and how he can possibly help your business. Welcome to the show today, Mark. Uh, Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. Okay, so tell us a little bit about what Fidelis One is and uh, just exactly what you do. Yeah, um, so Fidelis One is, um, you know, a training and consulting company that that helps companies leverage the power of strategic partnerships. You know, so there's there's essentially three different ways that businesses can grow. One is what we're all trying to do, the organic growth. Um, which sometimes uh, seems to take us a little bit of time. Um, the second way is through acquisitions. Uh, acquisitions is pretty risky, definitely costly, and, and not a lot of us small business owners really have the financial means to, mm-hmm. to do an acquisition, or at least it just takes, definitely takes some time to put that together. But really the third, and in, in, in my admitted biased opinion, the third <laughs> and uh, best way to grow a business is through strategic partnerships. And uh, so, you know, we've uh, done a lot of work at Fidelis One to look at best practices, um, you know, in strategic partnerships. And as, as you had mentioned in, in, my, in the intro, um, I worked for 13 years for a Fortune 100 firm, um, finding and, and negotiating contracts and managing those partnerships and you know in in that time I really got to see the full range of of partnerships I mean honestly at their best and 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 some kind of at their worst you know where um, the the benefits that were intended were not realized and Uh I think you know I was I was I'm really really passionate about growing businesses and helping people grow their business and 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 as I worked in small business you know prior and after um you know the experience of working in a large corporation and then in, in doing some very intense research um on the topic of strategic partnerships and and basically their success factors their failure factors um we were able to come up with essentially a model and and also to aggregate what we feel are the best practices 
um, that are out there in the industry, and and we want to you know share those insights with uh, with businesses. Okay, and and as you said, there there are three ways, and we're talking, and that's organically through acquisition and through partnering. And so you are uh, offering small businesses, mid-sized businesses, really any size business, uh, the opportunity to grow through partnering. As you said, you have created a model to do that. Let's just step back for a moment and talk about um, when you say partnering as a as a growth strategy. What what do you mean by that? Uh, you you stay separate entities, but um, you're strategic in your relationships. So so talk a little bit about what that means exactly before you get into yeah, your model. Definitely, definitely. Um, so whenever we do a strategic partnership, what our intent is is to create a competitive advantage. I mean, create something that's new um, in the market or that that gives us an advantage, whether it's through cost, through functionality, through um, distribution or reach. It can come in a a number of, you know, different ways. But that's essentially what we're after. We're wanting to to create something that's, that's new and fresh in the market. So that could be, you know, different forms could be sales and distribution, could be marketing and advertising, research mm-hmm. development, um, technology. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a number of ways. One of the examples, the quick examples that I give that everyone can relate to is in 2007, whenever um, Apple was looking for a distribution partner for its brand new iPhone. Um, actually, so they went to AT&T and, as we all know, uh, ended up signing a five-year exclusive relationship mm-hmm. for AT&T to distribute the phone. Um, but that is an example of a strategic partnership that, uh, that Apple was looking for. Okay. And so when you say you have put together a model for helping others create strategic partnerships, what, what does that entail? Can you tell us about that particular model? Yeah, absolutely. So really it's kind of a full framework where it describes kind of what, as you mentioned, what strategic partnerships are and, and really what they're not and, and how to use and how to leverage them. Um, you know, most business owners have an idea of, of who they might want to partner with in order to kind of create that competitive advantage um, but few really have a framework to follow to make sure that, you know, to, to ensure its success. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of the research um, that's, that's out there is, well, one study that I'd read just a few weeks ago said that uh, 90% of 500 CEOs that were polled, over 90% thought that uh, strategic partnerships was, a viable and an attractive way to grow their business. But to the flip side, um, less than 30% felt that they effectively manage those strategic mm-hmm. partnerships after, you know, after they're signed. Mm-hmm. And so really mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's why Fidelis One exists. It's really to educate and to consult. Um, as you had mentioned, it's small business, it's mid-sized business, it's, you know, I, I view it as it's as vital as, as marketing within a company, um, strategic right. partnerships. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, I think, are probably some of the best people in the world, you know, whenever it comes to uh, doing strategic partnerships, you know, because they have to. They have to be super resourceful. Right. And uh, that's really what uh, strategic partnerships 
um, offers. When you, you talk about something called a partnership success pyramid, and you also uh, talk about how to foster each one of those elements within the pyramid, what are some of those that exist in you know, that pyramid and why they're each so critical to the relationship? Yes. Um, so there's essentially five different um, elements or steps that are, are really required in order for a partnership to be successful. And through the, the research that, that we've conducted, we've boiled that down to five different elements. And the, the foundational element is, is trust, right? So in, in any relationship and, and definitely in strategic partnerships, it is a, a close, close uh, relationship between two different businesses and trust absolutely has to be the cornerstone of that. Um, you know, in a strategic partnership, what we need to be able to do is, is to truly look at what is best for the partnership first. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we have a fiduciary duty to look out for our own business. Mm-hmm. But those strategic partnerships that are most successful are the ones that genuinely care about helping their partner grow and helping their partner achieve their goals just as much as we're interested in our own. Mm-hmm. And through that trust, you know, really comes some, you know, some authentic sense of the relationship itself. And it just, it continues to perpetuate that forward. And it's been seen, you know, time and time again in various relationships. But the first stage is, is definitely and absolutely trust. Um, Stephen Covey wrote a book uh, a number of years ago called The Speed of Trust. It's absolutely phenomenal. And in there, he talks just about that, either within a company with your employees or within partnerships working with other companies, trust is, is absolutely paramount. And the faster you get to authentic trust, um, the, the faster you get to achieve the gains from that. Sure. But the second element up, is uh, is alignment, and there's there's really been a lot of studies done recently that look at culture and look at core values, and it seems there's kind of a, a resurgence or a return back to having businesses really ask themselves who they are, who they're trying to attract as employees, and through strategic partnerships, really we just extend that one layer further, and we we look at alignment of vision and, and values whenever we partner you know with different companies so alignment is a second tier um, the third is transparency um yeah. you know we, we use the term hiding the ball and <laughs> <laughs> whenever whenever we feel that our, our partner in business is hiding the ball it it definitely uh undercuts trust and uh, that is, is op- absolutely not a good thing. But through transparency, um, you know, by definition with a strategic partnership, we are interdependent on our partner. So if our partner achieves or fails to achieve uh, certain milestones, that's going to impact us directly. And so transparency is you know, what allows us to really be open and honest and to be able to have that good information share 
so that we're able to adjust our business as needed in order to uh, achieve the goals that we're collectively going after. Okay, and then you mentioned another one that is esprit de corps. Basically, it's commitment. And so uh, at at what level of commitment uh, are you talking about here? Yep. Um, So, yeah, esprit de corps is, you know, it's it's literally the, the term is, you know, spirit of the group. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of goes back to my point where I mentioned whenever we're stuck with a, a challenge, whenever we face a challenge, it's it's not just about us as a company, but it's about the we, the us and our partner. And and also, yes, absolutely being committed. There is no question that in a strategic partnership you're going to face challenges and frankly you'll face more challenges than what you will in growing organically through your departments. Uh, Just because you truly are two different organizations and two different organisms that are trying to work together, you know, collaboratively, uh, but just the nature of what it is, um, there's going to be more challenges on communication, more uh, challenges with language, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, really being committed to understand the goals you're going after, why you're going after them. And, you know, when, when the going get tough, the tough get going. You know, you absolutely right. have to be committed to that because the second that a partner feels like there's not a conviction within their partner and company, then they'll immediately start to back off. And that's when it can come unraveled. Yes, and and as we're building here to the top of the pyramid, obviously, the uh, what you're working up toward is results. You know, the the parts are or the the whole is. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'll fix that in the editing, but the the sum is greater than the the parts are. What is it? The sum is greater than the parts. There you go. <laughs> I'll fix that in the editing. The sum is greater than the parts, and so the two of you working together, or in many, in some cases, you might have more than one strategic partner, but all working together. Um, the one becomes uh, stronger than each of the individual parts, and you get these results. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The, the whole reason that we want to align ourselves with a strategic partner is because that partner brings expertise that we do not have in-house. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was um, you know, actually watching a conference a couple weeks ago, and Lockheed Martin, um, a huge aerospace uh, defense contractor, uh, Lockheed Martin had mentioned that over 60% of their expenses actually goes to partners uh, mm. because what they do is so specialized that they have, you know, a, a large group, a large network of, of just absolute specialists that they uh, partner with in order to bring these massive projects to fruition. And so the reason that we do partner is because, you know, it gives us an opportunity to leverage expertise that, that we do not have in-house. Um, as a matter of fact, over the last, I think it's 40-plus years um, in the U.S., there's kind of a, a widening of companies that are doing more partnerships, uh, whether it's technology, it's research and development, it's marketing. Um, as each year passes, we're actually doing less and less business, quote-unquote, in-house, and we're doing more of our business with partners. But mm-hmm. 
you know, finding the expertise is one thing, but really kind of managing, and our approach is really in leading um, those partnerships forward to achieve results. That's that's really kind of that's the challenging part. Uh, yeah, and is, obviously, and obviously, you can't necessarily know whether you've achieved those results unless there are certain measurements that you have predetermined. Uh, if I achieve this or if I achieve that, certain metrics that that will tell you whether or not the partnership is actually beneficial and working. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, no question. Um, so just like, you know, within our own business, you know, hopefully we have some sort of an operations model that we're following where we have quarterly, monthly, and annual goals. Uh, partnerships are absolutely no different. Um, the, you know, should be our own company goals that drive us to go out and seek and contract with partners in order for us to achieve those goals. And then once we have, uh, you know, the partnership established, we need to identify what we're wanting to achieve by month, by quarter, by year is what uh, is what we recommend. Um, but then having a constant stream of communication, uh, we recommend at a minimum, um, you know, weekly contact points with mm-hmm. our partners to ensure that we maintain alignment. Again, alignment is one of those factors that ensures success and you know, especially this is a strategic partnership. And, you know, by definition, we're trying to develop, we're trying to create a competitive advantage. Um, again, that competitive advantage is going to be realized because what we're attempting to do is innovative. It's new. It's not mainstream. And, you know, that means that it's going to take a lot of coordination. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be challenging. And, um, you know, so having, again, going back to Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, um, we need to know where we want to be, and then we need to manage and lead ourselves as well as our partners so that we hit those milestones to stay on track with the results that we're after, which is that competitive advantage. Absolutely. Now, obviously, um, there there's a little bit of an art and there's a little bit of a science to what we're talking about here. But one very important point, especially in the legalistic society that we live in, is the partnership agreement. Does there need to be some sort of a written, formal, signed uh, contract in place for these types of relationships? Or uh, can, in some instances, they be more informal? Um you absolutely need to have a signed contract in place. Um, there's, but there's, there's two different flavors of contracts, if you will. Um, one is kind of the more of the commodities-based contract where there's a lot of knowns, which typically are in our large organization supply chain management groups uh, manage mm-hmm. those. But really, I mean, you're, you're buying pretty much known commodities, known services, known products. On, with strategic partnerships, you know, again, by definition, we are kind of co-developing something that's, that's, that's new or innovative. And so this type of a contract is, you know, as you mentioned, is, is, it's called an open contract or an, an incomplete contract. 
As a matter of fact, um, the Nobel Prize in economics in 2016 went to two economists who are advancing um, the theories in, in incomplete contracts. But essentially what we want to do is we want to lock down the things that are known. So how are we going to be paid? How are we paying our partners? How are we being paid? What are the goals that are in place? If there is a dispute, what is the dispute mm -hmm. resolution pieces? Um, just realize that literally only about, you know, 75 to 80% of our contract may actually be known, but we want to capture the spirit of that. But we need to realize that a good 25%, 20 to 25% of the contract is, is going to evolve. And we can either formalize that in amendments downstream or, mm -hmm. you know, handle it that way. But that is the real difference. And that is, that is why strategic partner management is truly a very different art and science than what, say, the supply chain management role is or, you know, the, the, the standard procurement groups that uh, different organizations have. They're, they're actually very, they're vastly different contracts and they're very different um, relationship management mentalities and approaches that need to be taken in, into those. Right, and, and that's one of the services that you offer. You can help lead the two parties through that, that contract negotiation or bring in people, or do you bring in people who help with that? How does that work when they're working with you? Yep. So it, it just depends on how large of a scale um, the agreement is. I mean, as we know in small business, we, we forge partnerships, uh, you know, frequently at times. Um, but sometimes they're, they're, they're pretty small and pretty straightforward. Um, but then there's also, you know, billion-dollar organizations that, that get involved in some really, really complicated agreements as well. Um, but yeah, we absolutely have the expertise and have negotiated hundreds and hundreds of contracts um, to help businesses through that. And if it's a, a large scale opportunity, we can definitely bring in um, additional experts to, to help mm -hmm. with that. And just as we uh, wrap up here, one of the interesting things about what you do is you not only help guide the process of choosing the partner, uh, getting goals aligned, uh, working through the contract negotiations, but then once the relationship has been established, you will continue to work with the parties to try to achieve improvement um, over course of time. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, these the contracts, you know, like I had mentioned, you know, at best eighty percent will be known, and so that means that the twenty percent is not. And you know, again. There, there will definitely be challenges. There will be lots of unknowns. And that's why within strategic partner management, it really it takes more of a what I call a leadership approach than a management approach mm -hmm. um, because we really have to be creative. We have to be very relationship-oriented, quote-unquote, out-of-the-box thinkers because we will come up with, with different challenges and need to flex and pivot in order to accomplish what we're after, but it's not always going to be a straight line. As a matter of fact, it's never going to be a straight line. So at Fidelis One, we also um, offer kind of ongoing coaching, whether it's within one specific organization or between the parties, 
to kind of act as that liaison to ensure that, um, you know, that there's continual progress. And then we can also kind of look back and reflect on the achievements that we had, maybe some shortcomings, and uh, implement some strategies in order, to, uh, in order to make that better going forward. Okay, so we've been talking here this morning with Mark Brigman. He's the principal lead consultant, founder of Fidelis One, which helps your company uh, work through strategic partnerships in order to help your company grow. Mark, if someone would like to continue this conversation, because obviously we were only able to hit the highlights here this morning, how would they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Um, just go to our website, FidelisOne.com and uh, send us an email. And uh, we're also in the process of building a, a library of uh, videos and other resources as well that uh, we can definitely get, uh, get in people's hands. Okay, and that's FidelisOne.com, and Fidelis is F-I-D-E-L-I-S, FidelisOne.com. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your insights. And uh, like you said, if anybody's interested, you can go out to the website and also uh, be on the lookout for those resources that Mark was talking about. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website, IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.